we're clear for takeoff. It's that time again, time for Kings of the Heart, time to get your mind and your body and your heart in line today with some great relationship talk coming to you from the Kings of the Heart. My name is Tariq Omari Walton, and as always, I am joined by my brother, Dr. John Hart. Dr. John, tell me what's going on with you, man. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling blessed, man. It's always great to be here with you, man. Another King of the Heart. I mean, we're, we're doing it, and we always do it for the people, brother. How are you doing? Man, I am here with you because of the people. The people yes. have to get these messages, man. So many bad messages being spread around, man. There's misinformation left and right. And I yeah. want to make sure that we bring the proper kind of knowledge and lessons to people. Make sure when people leave from listening to the kings of the heart, they walk away with something that's going to keep them thinking. Right? Yep. That's what we're doing, right? Always. Right? Thinking, thinking, thinking. Thinking and growing. And so yeah, in an I effort like to continue doing that, you know, we're going to change things up a little bit today. You know, we have a segment that we like to call Holding Court, right? And so what we're going to do today with Holding Court is to actually answer memes. Usually we're answering phone calls left by our listeners and their messages. Today, for part of Holding Court, we want to actually look at some memes that are all out there, all across the social media platforms, and kind of break things down a little bit more clearly based on the memes that we've been seeing. All right? You guys ready for that? I hope you are. I hope they are. <laughs> I hope you are. I hope I am too. <laughs> Got a lot of good memes in here, the things that Dr. John and I thought would be very helpful to get some conversation started. All right? So, what do you want to start, John? You want to start off with the um, the heartbreaking one. Let's talk about the heartbreaking, right? Yeah, I like that one. Okay, let's do that. I think I, I think that's a good place to start. All right. So this meme says, "What if they really didn't break your heart? What if you mismanaged your expectations and broke your own heart because you expected something that was never established nor communicated?" Let me read that one more time. What if they, meaning the person of your affection? really didn't break your heart? What if you mismanaged your own expectations and broke your own heart because you expected something that was never established nor communicated? All right, Dr. John, what are your thoughts on that mean? People breaking their own heart because they have these high expectations that haven't been either fully communicated or solidified by their person of affection. Yeah, no, I... I think this was a delicate way of saying what I usually say to my clients, and that is you played yourself. <laughs> uh, right. So what that looks like sometimes. To be brutally and, honest and, with you. Yeah. What that looks like sometimes is what we've talked about on this podcast many times, brother. One good example would be, well, I chose this person based on potential. Mm. And oh, yeah. that can go so many different ways. Right. And so there are expectations in your mind when you choose someone or you decide to be with someone. And those things may play themselves out or they may not. Right. But if you're going to put all your marbles into that particular bag and, and double down over time, then, yeah, I mean, to the meme, like, yeah, you 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 broke your own heart. 
you know, and I think we need to be very mindful um, about when that happens Mm -hmm. because we need because what I've seen in therapy sometimes it's like folks will say like, well, they misled me. Mm-hmm. And then you've seen the other partner say like, no, but I, I never told you that. Right. And 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 you start to kind of see that disconnect. Right. So that's kind of what comes to my mind when when I think about this meme. It's like, yeah, you play with yourself, and, and it happens. It's it's happened to us. Like, it's happened to a lot of people. And and I like I said, one of the biggest examples is when people are like, oh, I picked them on potential, <laughs> or I, I, you know, those things mm-hmm. always get a little gray i mean but what do you think about this mean brother you know i like where you went with that and just in terms of people who feel like they've been misled you know we're not yeah. talking about that we're not talking about the the situations where you're dealing with a narcissist or someone who just right. openly lied we're talking about the times that you've actually had these great expectations of where this relationship might go and because they didn't meet your expectations or the person decided to go in a different direction you felt deeply hurt by that you know so your heart was broken because your expectations weren't met, not because of what someone told you it was going to be, but because this is what you had in your mind of how it should be. And the way that I kind of look at that is the way that people talk about it afterwards. You know, you'll have, and we have, have clients who've done this, where they'll say, you know, I've had my heart broken so many times, you know, and, and being in relationships, um, I'm always getting hurt. And then you kind of look at it and say, okay, well, were you really hurt? Because it sounds like, they never made that kind of commitment to you. Correct. You know, Correct. so the idea here is that you had in your mind what it's supposed to be, and it wasn't that. And so you're really disappointed versus being hurt. And so it's really about the emotional regulation behind what really happened. So were you really hurt? Were you damaged because of this? If that you were, think about why. Is it because of your interpretation of what happened versus how you, I mean, what the person actually did to you? Were they really hurtful, or did, were your expectations just not met? If they weren't, if they weren't particularly hurtful, then it's all about your expectations, and that's why yeah. you're breaking your own heart. That's what yeah. I think about, you know. Yeah. No, I like that because I think what you're talking about is um, one of our jobs is we have to have emotional clarity. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to regulate your emotions, but you need to be very clear about what you're feeling. It's you're right. There, I, there is a difference around your hurt that someone misled you right. versus you're actually feeling disappointed, which is another primary emotion. Right. Yeah. You're actually feeling disappointment in yourself. And, and that's and, another and one. It's, too. And, it's, right. and, and, and it's harder for us as humans because of all kinds of reasons, especially ego. It's much harder to deal with the disappointment in ourselves. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we project and we redirect that disappointment in ourselves energy to now be like, the hurt is like, well, you misled me and and well, I took what you said is this. And it's like, but if the person explicitly did not claim that or right. assert themselves in that way, you then 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 you broke your own heart. Mm-hmm. Right. It's another reason in communication. When I work with my couples, I always tell them to stop inferring from what the other person is saying. Right. I do that all yeah. the time. I'm like and I even call it out because the, one partner will say something and the other partner will like kind of respond. And I'm like. But I did, I'll say I didn't hear them say yep. that, though. It yeah. sounds like you're inferring. Yeah. And and the reason why I do that, folks, is and, I, and I'm sure Brother Reek does this as well, because when you infer, you're now I, I usually call it a poor man's speculation. Now, that's what inferring <laughs> is like. That's a good one. Now you're speculating. Yeah. And once you're speculating in my mind, this is clinically how I break it down to couples. When you start speculating, anxiety comes around with it. Yep. Yeah. There's a and whole now, lot of the negative when, emotions that are associated with it now, too. 
And now when anxiety starts to come up, I'm about to land a plane now. And now when um, anxiety creeps in, when we're inferring and speculating, anxiety trips up our cognitive abilities. So mm-hmm. now we're distorted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Even to the point about disappointment, there's three different ways to kind of look at that. Being disappointing yourself because you recognize that, you know, you had these great expectations and the pain that you're feeling are really associated with your own expectations. Disappointing in the other person, you know, and you often hear that even if they break down that they're not really hurt, but they're disappointed in the other person because of the other person's decisions or disappointed in where the relationship itself didn't go. And so recognizing where is that disappointment actually being placed? Because more than likely, the disappointment should be placed, and it's your responsibility. It should be placed on you. You're the one who had those expectations. And because you were projecting those expectations on your mate and it didn't work out that way, it's really about you and what you thought should happen. Correct. You know, we Correct. talk about those distortions. Those goes into the, the shoulds and musts. You know, feeling like, you know, things should be a particular way. Things aren't always going to be that way. And when you have that kind of thought process of it should be this, it should be that, you're already setting yourself up for disappointment because things don't always turn out to be the way that you believe they should be, you know? Right. So you have to take right. a couple steps back from that and really look at yourself in that situation and what you're doing. Because what happens is you can often wrongly make the other person feel guilty for feeling the way that they do. They decided that, okay, they may not want to be with you. They may not want to pursue this any further. You want them to feel guilty because, again, your expectations weren't being met. That's Correct. not fair. That's just not fair. I agree. You know. I agree. No, I agree. I think that's actually well said. And um, and 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 I wonder if a part of this meme is also about like that accountability. Yeah, one hundred percent. I right? believe it is. We 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 have to own it. We yeah. have to own if we had these uh, grand expectations, these grand visions about what the relationship or what our partners should be mm-hmm. or must be, and when they're not being met. Um, you know, and I want to say, especially if you have not been communicating them, you mm-hmm. just kept them inside your mind and operating from that system. Yeah, it's it's wrong. You do you did break your own heart. Yeah. I do agree with the meme. And the other thing that's problematic about that, to kind of you know stretch this whole point out, is the way that you store that memory. Because yeah. in, if in your mind you were hurt by this person, now when you store that in your memory, you're storing it based off of the hurt. That's the pl- that's the compartment you're putting it in. And so yep. now, anytime you talk about the relationship, you bring up the hurt. You revisit re, re, um, the hurt. Yeah. But when you look at it from a different perspective and recognize, again, it's really disappointment that you're feeling not hurt. It changes the tone of that conversation. It changes how that memory is actually stored. It's not yeah, in that compartment of actually being hurt. It's, hey, it was simply a disappointment. Yep. So it lowers the intensity of the emotion. I agree. And I think a lot of times one of one of the main problems with this is we associate so many negative feelings with particular situations. And right now we're talking about the disappointment in relationships and being hurt. And that will always be the way that we remember it. And so anytime you have a conversation around whatever that thing is, you always have this greater, deeper, more intense emotion associated with it that really doesn't belong. And so this is really about reclassifying. Once you take the responsibility for what happened, recognizing that it's really your expectations that led to the disappointment that you feel, now you have the ability to reclassify, relabel, and store that memory in a different place. Instead of putting the blame on the other person, 
I agree. Because now you run into the person when you're out and you're looking at them cross-eyed. It's like, why are you looking at them like that? They did nothing to you. You did that to yourself. Yeah. You know, so it really comes back to that responsibility. Yeah. And you taking yeah. responsibility for how you approach the situation and not putting on on the other person. Yeah, that's well right. said. And yeah. I think that's that's in the same vein of what I was saying as well. Yeah, well said. 100%. All right, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next meme. All right, so this meme right here says, having to tell people directly what you need and want from them is actually an unavoidable part of healthy adult communication, not a sign that your friends or partner don't genuinely care about you. So stop waiting for people to read your mind and learn to speak up. Again, having to tell people directly what you need. Yeah, that means being assertive, talking to them, yeah. not being aggressive, not being passive, but no. talking, telling them what you need directly and want from them is actually an unavoidable part of healthy adult communication and relationships. Not a sign that your friends or partner don't genuinely care about you. You're sitting up there assuming that they're watching you and they should know exactly how you're feeling. That's Correct. not the way this works. Yep. So stop waiting for people to read your mind and learn to speak up. Dr. John, thoughts on this particular meme? Yeah, uh, just starting with the, with the last part, you know, stop waiting for people to read your mind. People cannot read mine. No. I, I probably say that. I'm not even like uh, exaggerating. I probably say it like five to seven times a week. Yeah. As I work with clients. Yeah. We discourage you from doing it. We, we tell you that's a distortion. That's you. another cognitive distortion. Stop reading minds. Stop expecting people yeah. to read yours. Right. Mind reading. It, no one has that ability. I mean, I don't know how many like uh, Marvel comic movies <laughs> people are out here watching where you see these jokers in a movie doing it. You right. can't do it. No. Man. Ain't nobody Professor I, X out here. I'm telling you, you better say it, man. Uh, look, so so that's the part that, like, I really want to just, like, firmly, concretely say. If you're doing that, stop it. Mm -hmm. You can't read your partner's mind. Your partner cannot read your mind. Right. And it does speak to the greater point of this meme, which is we need to be assertive. Right. Brother Rick has always talked about assertive communication. It's one of the biggest things, like, he's always championing. And, and it's true because... Being assertive does not mean being confrontational. Right. And that's the other underlying yes. message to this meme yes. that I want to underscore. It's two things, right? The unavoidable part, I love that part because it's true. Healthy, healthy relationships, if you see what they do, not only do they like speak up, but they speak very clearly, very directly, very intentionally, mm -hmm. right? Yes. I love that. Yeah. When you see a healthy couple doing that, take notes, record it, and then really try to, <laughs> because it's yeah. such a really great thing to see. Yeah. And, and 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 to the other part, you know, being able to be assertive, which is like the other part to this, is not about being confrontational, mm -hmm. right? And I think sometimes people who are avoiding this part of a healthy communication style, I think I think their I think their wires got crossed in some family wards and stuff where there there's this fear of well, if I do speak up, if I do say what I need, it's going to turn into a fight, yeah, and. That's that, and and I just want to say before I pass over to Brother Reek, one that's not true. Right, it's not true. That's right. why I love this meme. This meme is saying speaking up and being very clear about what you need and what you want from your partner is actually a, a healthy, great thing. Mm -hmm. And also, if you do currently find yourself in a relationship where you are bringing up 
uh, your wants and needs to your partner and it's not going well, immediately go to therapy or reassess uh, that relationship because that's not healthy at all. Right. Brother Rick, pass it over to you. Bro. I mean, and going back to the whole family of origin thing, which you often hear when you talk to clients about being conflict avoidant. They'll say, Correct. well, you know, in my household, anytime I spoke up, I was shut down. You know, I was shut down and I refuse to do that now. You know, and so when they are speaking, they're often speaking, they've never learned how to be assertive. They're just being much more aggressive. And so it, either they're, they're walking the passive route or they're being overly aggressive and not learning how to be assertive. And being assertive specifically says being direct while still caring for the other person's feelings, recognizing you. that you don't want to, you. you're not trying to intentionally hurt somebody else where being aggressive, you don't care. You don't care how exactly. it comes out. You don't ha care how it's being received. So that is the part that often leads to arguments because you're not taking care of your, of your mate. But with, in terms of this meme itself, when you think about, Expecting people to read your mind, not communicate. You know, we get back into those shoulds and musts, another cognitive yeah. distortion. They should yep. know. They should just know. They should be able to do it. They should, they should know how I feel. They should just go ahead and do it. You know, they, they should see it too. They should just go ahead and do it. Right. Why? Why should they? They right. have a different way of looking at the world than you do. We all have different perspectives. So to have the expectation, ah, there goes that word again. There it seems go. like a common thing with these, with these, with these memes. That expectation that someone's going to see things the way that you do, again, is going to lead to more disappointment for you because yeah. they're not. And for you to attack them because they're not observing things in the way that you would, it's, again, unfair. So yeah. you, you not communicating with someone what it is and what you need because you think that the other person is going to see things in the same way that you do isn't fair to them. Because they always will have to pay the consequences for hurting you or disappointing you. Yeah. So you have to be very clear about that. You have to speak up. You have to learn how to be direct. The other problem with that is they, I found, depending on where in the country you were raised, people have never learned to be direct. That even being direct, being a New Yorker, they always say us New Yorkers are rude, right? Yeah, yeah they do. But yeah. we say we're not rude. We're just direct. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of people throughout this country have never learned how to deal with someone who's being direct. I'm not being yeah. confrontational. I'm just telling you what's on my mind. I'm not yeah. doing this in a way to, to aggravate you, to hurt you. I'm just speaking up. And a lot of people are not used to that. They're used to being very, <laughs> yeah. you know, cordial and just nice yeah. and, you know, and, and, and saying things this. in a questioning manner with a smile on your face. <laughs> it's like that's, that's, yeah. that's not the way yeah. to, to necessarily get across exactly what you're feeling, what you're thinking. And so you have, yeah. to, you have to actually step into that and stop being afraid of being directed or even people being direct to you. Because oftentimes people will receive that as aggressive. And it's like, no, I am just speaking about what I'm feeling. Why are you getting defensive? Yeah, it's true. No, it's true. But very, very well said. And I do appreciate like the cultural part to it because outside of family, there are all kinds of uh, regional uh, ways, practices, ways, yeah. practices. Yeah. So that was a very fair thing to say, you know, real quick. Like I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about the glitz and glamor of like New York, mm -hmm. uh, what it is, um, uh, people who want to make it in New York versus like people who want to make it in LA. And it was very interesting because like they did mention what you just said. And I think on the podcast, it was something along the effects of <laughs> like in LA, you know, um, they'll be like, hey like you know we should grab lunch and you know like you would you would just kind of tell that person that yeah you know as a way to kind of let them down gently it's like you know what like 
How about I'll just get your number and you know, we'll grab lunch sometime. And the person usually is some some of the times are like, oh, wow, we are going to grab lunch. Mm-hmm. But that's just their way to kind of blow you off. Whereas right. they said New Yorkers are like, um, excuse me. All right, let me be real clear with you. It's not going to happen. I don't mean no disrespect, <laughs> but that, like like yeah. I was laughing because like I, I've I've. I've maneuvered in both of those spaces right. in LA and in New York. Right. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a different vibe in yeah. terms of communication. Yeah. You know? so. yeah. And you see that you, I see it a lot. I see it a lot with couples because some people, anytime they have their partner being direct with them, they take it as aggression. I know. I have and to they get, they get defensive. That. I know. I it's know, like, man, you're right. Yeah. And that, right. that's not what's actually happening. But, you know, getting back to the meme itself, you know, people often take, you know, their partner not stepping up and doing the things that they want because they weren't communicated to them as a sign that they don't care. And again, it's not about them not caring. They're not aware. And they're not aware because, again, they're not seeing things the same way that you are. When your partner, you know, misses, like, some dishes in the sink and you get mad because you like to have the sink clean, maybe your partner wasn't even paying attention to it. Your partner was just moving. You know, it's not a sign of disrespect for you. It's not. It's not an attack on your character. Is that they are moving in a different way than you are. What you're yeah. paying attention to and what irritates you is going to be different than what irritates them. So yeah. them doing these things is not a, a a means to harm you. They're just not paying attention in the way that you are. Just like you're not paying attention in the way that they are to certain things. And that's where yeah. that conflict comes up. Stay what you need. Don't say it in an aggressive way. Don't don't be critical of them. Don't bring up past right. times. Look it. Just state it. Hey, would you right. mind? I just right. want you to be aware, you know, and that's, that's that's all you have to do. It doesn't have to be a confrontation unless you are stating it in a confrontational way. Again, yeah. being direct doesn't always mean being confrontational. It's not being Agreed. able to um, take care of how someone else is receiving it when you're stating it. That can be problematic. Hundred percent. Well said. I mean, no. and I appreciate you bringing that up because, man, do I see that with couples oh, yeah. all the time where, like, one partner is just like, well, they were conf- they were confrontational. And I'm like, so what did they say? And the other partner is like, I just asked them if they could, you know, pick up after themselves. And I'm like, so that was confrontational? Right. Like, sometimes I, I'm usually confused. But but again, like, you know, and, and, and we'll save this for another time, but, it, but you're absolutely right. I just think, like, there's so many... Um, there's so many schemas around what we find to be confrontational versus assertive. And when they're blurred, it can really trip you up. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and the way it trips you up is you're absolutely right, brother. Rick. It's not just what you say to other people. So meaning these are people who are like, well, I don't want to speak up and say what I need because that may start a fight and how you, um, receive messages from other people right that perception yeah so you're absolutely dead yeah. on brother yeah. like when you said that like that's you just summed up i think every therapist <laughs> uh daily uh uh, sure. uh issues yeah, <laughs> right. man, yeah. With, with clients that yeah. was spot on yeah and the thing about it is everything that you mentioned there are all cognitive distortions everything right they there are. i just heard the um the emotional reasoning and so someone's right. saying something to you and all of a sudden, you know, you're interpreting it as being something much more harsh because it feels harsh to you. And it's not that, you know, yeah, you know, they were they were being critical of me. No, they weren't. It felt like they were, but they weren't. Right. <laughs> they were just asking you to do something. That's it. Right. But they take that as like a slight on their character. You know, like, what do you, you know, what else are you trying you know, to say? What you, exactly. What are you trying to say? You know, and then you have the whole predictions things. Well, you know, if I do speak up, it's going to turn into an argument. That's a prediction. 
You don't know that's going to happen. Again, you can couch the way that you're making these statements. And we do this in communication work with our clients. You can couch your statement in a way that's not going to come off as being too aggressive or, um, you know, hopefully, you're, you know, if your partner's doing some of the same work, they're not going to receive it as being aggressive. You know, so there's a lot of ways that people are approaching these kind of topics from a, a very distorted view of, of how they're interpreting what's happening. You know, yeah. so we we gotta get we we actually have to talk about that more. Oh, <laughs> we have to yeah. talk about those kinds of distortions more, it's, man. Because cats, real. Are, cats are t- I mean, they take things and twist them all up. It's like where'd you? Man, where'd it's you like hear? Mental, I'm sitting there with you. Where did you hear that? Yo, <laughs> seriously, it's like mental gymnastics. Right. It's like how did we get here? <laughs> how? Right. I'm I'm in the session with you. Yo, like how do we? You're get processing. That? You're processing. You took that one statement and turned it into this whole other thing. I mean, how did that happen? And then you talk to yeah. them and they'll yeah, tell you, you their process. And you're like, yo, you went through all that in less than a second. And that's how you got there. All for somebody just asked you, can you pass the jelly? <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, like, right. what? Right. So, uh, I mean, what are you saying? I'm not going to try to say I'm not considerate. Like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just actually passed the jelly. Pass the jelly, dog. What are you trying to say here? Is this all it is? Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next meme. All right. This yeah. one says teach your kids to verbalize emotions so they don't grow up to be adults who shut down when they feel anything other than happiness. Again, teach your kids to verbalize emotions, how they feel. You want them to be able to communicate how they feel mm-hmm. so they don't grow up to be adults who shut down when they feel anything other than happiness. Dr. John, take it away. Yeah, this is a big one. I'm actually giving a talk in January uh, to to a couple of schools uh, about this, uh, specifically around um, emotional awareness Mm -hmm. and and, and stuff like that, because this is a really important one. And I think part of it is, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm not a parent yet, I don't have kids yet, but I think some of the things that I've learned working with families is that um, emotions are not black and white. They're not this whole idea of it's either you're happy or you're not happy. Right. Um, because even from a language standpoint, kids need more language yes. around yes. the other emotions that yes. exist. And and, 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 and and in my personal opinion, I do not believe a child can be a child is never too young to start learning the differences of emotions. Yes. Right. So everything can't be anger, if right. that makes sense. Right. Right. Whether you're dealing with a toddler, an eight year old, a 15, everything can't be anger. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like the job that I've done that I've helped some families is literally what this meme talks about, which is we need to expand your emotional awareness and your emotional vocabulary. Yes. The parents. And the child, because you know why the meme is right, mm-hmm. because if not, there, there, and what I've seen, this is just me. I don't know if you've seen this, but I, I'm, 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 I'm probably overanalyzing, but I think the meme is getting to this idea that I've seen that when, when children are not taught that there are multiple emotions that exist outside of happiness and not happy or anger and not ang- and not angry. I think what ends up happening is that there becomes either confusion and or shame mm-hmm. when they start to feel anything other than happiness. Right. And that is what pushes them sometimes to shut down because they don't know what it is and they don't know what to do. Right. And that's how they start showing up in later adult life where they're in relationships 
and they're feeling something. I have a few clients like this. Like they're feeling something, but they don't know what. Mm-hmm. They don't know even how to articulate. They don't even know how to identify it. And so they may be conditioned to just, well, just don't say anything at all or just let me shut down, which mm-hmm. ends up ticking their partner off even more. Right. Sorry to go off on that rant, but like that one like really just like stuck out to me. And like that's like the core of like what I try to help families on, mm-hmm. especially from an emotional standpoint, brother. But I and, mean, what do you think? And that last point that you made, the thing about that, too, that kind of goes back to our last meme about, you know, not communicating what you need. And a lot of people will not talk about what they, you know, we, we mentioned this in, on, on, during the last meme. Um, conversation from the last meme that they don't know how to or they don't believe that their message is going to be received well. Well, part of that, too, is because you don't trust that you can express yourself well, you know, and so that you right. think that, you know, when you open up and talk about this, it's going to lead to an argument. So anytime you're having negative feelings, you rather store those away because you don't know how to articulate those feelings, those negative feelings or express those negative feelings in a way that can not be viewed as being damaging or overly aggressive. You know, so yeah, so you shut down. And those those are feelings that you aren't very comfortable with. And so you're almost ashamed to even bring them up sometimes. Or just fearful that you don't you don't know where this is going to lead when you open up about it. So you just shut down. You know, I see it happening right. with couples all the time. Now, I'm not gonna talk right. about it. I'm not gonna talk about it. Because if I talk about it, I may blow up. This may go somewhere that's that I don't mean it to go. Right. Well, learn how to articulate yourself better. You know, what you're speaking about specifically, Dr. John, is emotional literacy. You know, which yeah. accompanies emotional intelligence. Emotional yep. intelligence is the awareness of the emotions. Right. Emotional literacy is actually knowing the words to use once you are aware of what the emotions are that you're feeling. And that's so key to teach kids. That's so key for us to learn. You talk about, you know, you're about to talk, you're about to um, give a lesson on it. I actually have a, um, I've worked with, you know, with clinicians in um, classroom settings around this specifically, where I do a program around teaching your kids how to be more emotionally intelligent and right. or emotion, more emotionally aware. And what you'll find is that a lot of clinicians in there, or I've actually done it with mothers before, the mothers, they realize how they're not as in touch with their emotions. Right. You know, so once you start talking about teaching the kids, they recognize, oh, I wouldn't even think to say that. And so you have to increase your own literacy around it. You have course, to yeah. start thinking about, oh, all right, how does – Anger look different than being frustrated. How does right. being frustrated look different than being disappointed? Right. How does disappointed right. look different than being scared? You know, recognizing the nuances between those different emotions because it's not only just what you say, it's also how you present it. You know, right. your actual presentation of your emotions. Oh, great. You know, great. so so it's important for you first to become aware of that so that you can even teach your kids because you don't want right. your kids to be in a situation where you are where you're not being emotionally expressive or you're only relying on some very... Um, you know, prime, well, not even primary, the secondary emotions. You're only relying on very um, um, broad emotional responses, like anger. Anger is a very broad secondary response to more primary emotions. And if you're not tapping into what those primary emotions are, it's hard for anybody to be um, fully understanding of what it is that you're experiencing, how you're experiencing something. So you have to figure that out. So now you can teach your kids. So when your kids are around other people, they can say specifically what it is that they're feeling and have others understand them and not be afraid to even talk about negative emotions or even experience negative emotions because they know that even when they express them, someone will be able to understand where they're coming from. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And, and the other thing, too, with that is um, the overall lesson that I, I also say, too, is um, 
emotions are very complex Mm -hmm. and so the shutting down does not help because it continues to be complex that's the beauty about expressing that's what i always say when i'm working with kids and they've been working with their parents i was like because remember there are people who are like yeah i just don't know it's just confusing or it's just too much and i'm always empathetic and i'm like i know because it is but you know the way that it starts to get easier and understanding whatever's going on right now is we got to start finding out a way how to express it yeah. and stuff. So you're, you're very spot on. Like you and I are definitely in alignment with that because like the shutting down, when you start seeing that in the, in the, in the in people's adult lives, man, it is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It's big, bad. Cause there's nowhere to go from there. Once you I sit know. down, where can you go? <laughs> you know, once you sit down, how do you give anyone the opportunity to understand what's really going on with you? I know. You know, so what's that going to do? It's going to, you know, continue to build up. It's going to create resentment. It's going to create a lot of miscommunications. Can be. It's going to create more arguments. So you have to learn how to open up and share what's really going on with you. But if you learn that as a kid, if you learn that as a child, you will be able to do that now, and you will see healthier outcomes in your relationship because of it. And that's what we're talking about. We're basically talking about training your children to be better adults and better humans. So that in their future relationships, people are able to understand them because they are being open and not shutting down. Correct. That's what we yep, are. With I, I totally agree. Yep. That's what we are. All right. You think we got time for one more, Dr. John? Can we give the people let's, one more? Let's give the people one more. All right. Since, since we're on this, this communication kick, I got one from the great Desmond Tutu. Um, this one is, my father used to say, don't raise your voice, improve your argument. Again, my father used to say, don't raise your voice. Improve your argument from the great Bishop Desmond Tutu. What do you think, Dr. John? It's spot on. I, I agree. Um, outside of some of us, like myself, who just naturally at times just talks loud. I get that from my father. Uh, I'm, I'm actually even when I'm even when I'm arguing with people, my wife has noticed this as well. I follow I follow what what Brother Tutu is like I, I learned I learned over time that that is a great way to communicate, which is in order for me to, I guess, win an argument or be very cogent in an argument is to improve my argument. Yeah. It's not to yell. Right. It's not to curse. It's not to become very demonstrative. I think that's what the quote is getting at. Mm-hmm. And that's you that's that's tied to the other adage of, you know, but where where we say, you know, the loudest person in the room usually doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I, I, that, that, you, you know, right. I mean, cuz you don't have to yell, but if you can focus your energy I'm also getting from this is if you can focus your energy on just doing basic things like um, be very intentional with the words that you use, yeah. diction, yeah. watch your tone, yeah. uh, be very clear and direct about facts, uh, delineate your facts from how you feel. Mm-hmm. That's Those are the things I'm getting from this meme. And so, yeah, and I think it's an art, Brother Rick. Yeah. I do. I yeah. really think like what this meme talks about, this is an art. Yeah. And it takes skill. It takes a lot of intentionality. It takes a lot of self-awareness. Oh, yeah. Because... Because how many times have you called out a client or two and you're like, wait a minute, like you're you're yelling. And and part of it is people do want to be heard. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think what the meme is saying, like the best way to be heard is to reorganize the way that you're arguing or mm-hmm. expressing yourself. So that way the message is landing. Yeah. But that's just me. That's my little two cents from what I'm getting. And, I, and I'm with you 100 percent. You know, also the idea is that when you're yelling. Understand the person on the other side is receiving you yelling. They're missing the message. 
Yeah, white noise. That's what I just called it. The yelling is it has now trapped everything. Right. And so think about that once you start doing that. To me, that's that's a waste. If the point of communicating an idea is to be understood, why right. do anything that's gonna get in the way of that? Knowing that right. you're yelling is going to get in the way with that. That's abusive, basically. You know, you're trying I to agree. beat that, beat the person down. You're trying to make them submit to whatever your thought is. And it's not really about understanding at that point. You just want to be right. No. Understand your intention here. Is your intention to be right or is your intention to be understood? If it's to be understood, then the way that you're communicating it should be reflective of that. I you know? And, yeah. and so when yeah. you start yelling, it gets lost. People get defensive. So now they're right. no longer trying to understand you. They're either trying to get their own argument across or they're just shutting down and just tuning you out. So the yelling is ineffective. It's just yeah. completely ineffective. And it's, it's a waste of energy. And so you have to, there's another point to this. Recognize that there's a difference between, and this is for the person being um, receiving the message, there's a difference between um, arguing and you know, arguing from the standpoint of being angry and being passionate. I agree. Because that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Dr. John, yes, you can be a loud brother. Yes, you can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been in the classroom with you, sharing the stage with you. Yes, you can be loud. I can be loud too. But you know why? It's not because we're angry. We're passionate. No. We're very yeah. passionate about the things that we talk about. And right. that's a major thing for black men in general. That I people agree. very confuse they people confuse our passion and our passionate expression for anger. Yeah. And it's not that. I remember seeing um, LL Cool J being interviewed by um, Jimmy Kimmel. I probably brought this up on the podcast before. And LL was really excited about having his new um, Sirius XM station, Rock the Bells. And the way that Jimmy kind of responded was kind of defensive. He was like, you can see kind of kind of shooken. And he kind of even uh, talked about that. And LL was just passionate. You know, he's passionate. He's happy. He's energetic. But for Jimmy, he kind of took it as, oh, that's, that's a little bit too much energy. Because people often read that sense of passion as being something that it's not. They, te- they yeah. When people see people be passionate, oftentimes they're thinking there's anger behind that and aggression behind yeah. that. No, it's not. It's just passion. Yeah. So recognize in your expression that are you very passionate about what you're talking about and that's the reason why your voice is, is elevating or is it coming from a, a more negative, more angry space where you're trying to force your point on the yeah. somebody. That's a good you know? point. So recognize recognize point. your intention behind that. Yeah. And if it's to force your thought, then yeah. trust me, it's not going to be received yep. well. It's going to yep. be to, that yelling is going to be taken as aggression. Yep. And so no one's going to hear your point anyway. So instead of yelling, and this is what Bishop Tutu was talking about, instead of yelling, find the proper words that are going to right. help the person understand where you're coming from. Right. Find right. the find right. the right the right order of words, the right Thank number you, right? of words, the right tone behind that, which you mentioned before, that tone, that intention behind it. You have to find those right words that actually make your argument make sense to the to your audience. Yeah. That's what we're talking it, about here. Yeah. And I and I think the and I think one of the things that we as therapists do to improve people's ability to do that, just from like a basic standpoint, is slowing down. Yeah. Because when you slow down, you're better able to capture the words accurately. You're able to understand your feelings. What's reason versus emotion? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all the things that we're talking about. I mean, yeah. you're, you're definitely like spot on. And I do appreciate you, brother, like bringing up, um, you know, as a black man, like that that passion part. Because I've I've had to, I've had personally, I've had to work on it. And I and I I've now 
I've now perfected it to the point where people are like, that's pure passion. Yeah. His brother's not angry. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as a black man, you're very self-conscious about that because mm-hmm. of all the stereotypes and racial tropes out there. Right. So I just want to say, like, I appreciate that because, yeah, you, you've you been with me. Uh, I've never I've never received a bad review, whether in a session or at a talk where they're like, this guy was angry. What what people will say is he's very passionate. passionate no doubt. And 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 I appreciate that. But it, there's still some finessing because. That's why I love um, Bishop Tutu's work, because I had to work on that. I had to make sure, like you said, I love the idea. I had to be very intentional yeah. about how I stress certain things yeah. to make sure that it lands with people. But it, it not just lands and sits there, but it steers the soul. That's yeah. the passion part where people will get. And I've seen you do it, too. Yeah. You know, um, and, and passion can look different from person to person. Right. But even when Brother Reek brings the passion, um, it's there, right. you know, and and even he's had to work on that. So I mean, that it's was how, well said, it's how people and again, it's how people read it. You know, are you reading yeah. it as aggression? It's not aggression. So you have to make sure that what you're seeing, you're aware of what the feeling is behind it. Understand right. the intention. Understand the right. Understand the situation. Look at LL is on your TV show. You know, in front of a live studio audience with security around, he's not going to attack you. <laughs> All right. So why are you feeling intimidated by it? It's just passion. So recognize what's actually happening there. And going back to the meme itself, recognizing again that your words do have power. Yeah. They have power. And so use them properly. You can use them as a tool. They don't have to be a blunt object, you know? Yeah. Use them properly. And people oftentimes, because they get lazy or they're poorly emotionally regulated, they will just try to hit it as hard and as loud as they can. I know. It's not about that. You know, you have to, you have to, if you're in a better regulated place, then you can have a, a, a more thorough argument and you're not relying on the anger to express fully what you're trying to say. Agreed. No one, no one's going to read that the way that you want them to. So step That's back. True. Like Dr. John says, step back, slow down, yeah. get your emotions in check, understand how you're feeling about it. And then talk about it from a place where you're under more emotional control. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying that you yeah. have to be calm. You can no. be passionate. You can no. be passionate. Yeah. It can be a passionate yeah. expression. Make sure it's not an angry expression. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's well said, man. That's well said. I, I think we should probably like do these like once a month or something, man. Yeah. Like yeah. this was pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, right? There's a great way to do it. You know, that yeah. is holding court from kings of the heart. All right, yes, Dr. John, we got to wrap this up. What are your noble truths for this week? You have a lot to pick from. Uh, yeah, a lot to pick from. Um, man, well, I will say like a couple of them will be the um, the first meme that we talked about. We need to be very honest with ourselves about what expectations we have for ourselves, for mm-hmm. our partners, for our relationships. If you haven't communicated them, do it. Yeah. Do it in a way that is so that you can be heard. And also, if you start to notice that after you've communicated them, they're not going well, seek help or reevaluate the relationship. But please do not not speak up about what your wants and needs are and then accuse the other person of breaking your heart. Yeah. Um, And I think the other one, too, like just really stands out. You know, the children are our future. Um, We we as a society have to keep being better with our own emotional literacy like brother Rick was saying mm-hmm. so as if we as adults not just parents it, it takes a village to raise a to raise a child 
But if we as a society, we can do better with our own emotions, our yeah. own emotional intelligence, yeah. literacy, awareness. That gives us the tools to now help the babies understand themselves better. Yeah. Um, those are my those are the two that stick out for me, brother. All what right. about you? And I'm I'm kind of like right along the same lines with you. First thing I'm thinking about are the expectations that we have, that we have for other people, that we have for ourselves, and that we have for our relationships. And making sure that our expectations aren't setting us up for failure. Um, make sure that we're communicating them clearly and then when if somebody is not on board with whatever your expectations are you have to change those expectations don't hold on to them don't try and maintain them just because that's how you want things to be yep. be realistic if the person says hey I'm here for a good time not a long time then stop yeah. approaching like it's going to be a long time I know you have to change your expectations all right otherwise yeah you're going to set yourself up for some some deep disappointment that more than likely you're going to interpret as being hurt it's not that so you have to adjust your expectations and then going back to just along the same points that dr john made when it comes to your own emotional literacy you have to work on that yourself just like you want to work on with your children there are wheels out there of emotions that yeah. speak directly to what primary and secondary emotions are. We've talked about that before on the on the podcast. The idea is learn those different words and figure out when you're actually experiencing them. So now you can communicate those with other people and they have a better understanding of what's actually going on with you, how you're actually experiencing the world around you. That is the point that we're trying to make when it comes to communication. The point is to be understood, but in order to be understood, you have to have the right language for people to right. understand you. That's what we want to do. So anyway, guys, we have to break out of here and get into, you know what? A new season. A new season. A new season. Yeah, it's a wrap right here for season number two for Kings of the Heart. So we're going to take a brief little break. We're going to come back with season number three. We have some big things planned, some great guests. Always going to have, you know, our girl Weena with us. Weena Combs will be with us, you know, for, you know, for the Cypher 3. Cypher 3. But season 3 is going to be bigger. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. It's going to be deafer. You know, if I can if I can quote, you know, James Todd Smith, LQJ. But anyway, Dr. John, man, it's been a great season with you, brother. Always love working with you. Same here, brother. You know, enjoy your break. and You too, brother. We'll see you guys season number three. Season number three. All right. Take care. Peace. Peace.